to the land before bedtime. A production by SPH Radio, the littlest podcast for our littlest listeners. In each episode, we bring you a short story, fable, or fairy tale filled with magic, wonder, and imagination. Tonight's story is read by Charmaine Poir. So tuck yourself in, close your eyes, and let's set off for the land before bedtime. Briar Rose, the Sleeping Beauty. Once upon a time, in the land before bedtime, a king and queen ruled over a country, where there were in those days fairies. Now this king and queen had plenty of money, and plenty of fine clothes to wear, and plenty of good things. To eat and drink, and a coach to ride out in every day. But though they had been married many years, they had no children, and this grieved them very much indeed. One day, as the queen was walking by the side of the river, at the bottom of the garden, she saw a poor little fish, that had thrown itself. Out of the water, and it lay gasping and nearly dead on the bank. The queen took pity on the little fish, and threw it back again into the river. Before it swam away, it lifted its head out of the water and said, "I know what your wish is, and it shall be fulfilled in return for your kindness to me." You will soon have a daughter. What the little fish had foretold soon came to pass, and the queen had a little girl named Briar Rose, so very beautiful that the king could not stop smiling in joy, and said he would hold a great feast and make merry, and show the child to all the land. So he invited his kinsmen. And nobles, and friends, and neighbors. The queen said she would invite the fairies too, so that they might be kind and good to their little daughter. Now there were thirteen fairies in the kingdom, but as the king and queen had only twelve golden dishes for them to eat out of, they were forced to leave out one of the fairies. So twelve fairies came, each with a high red cap on her head, and red shoes with high heels on her feet, and a long white wand in her hand. And after the feast was over, they gathered round in a ring and gave all their best gifts to little Briar Rose. One gave her goodness, another beauty, another. Riches, and so on till she had all that was good in the world. Just as eleven of them had done blessing her, a great noise was heard in the courtyard. The thirteenth fairy had come, with a black cap on her head, black shoes on her feet, and soon up she came into the dining hall. As she had not been invited to the feast, she was very angry and wanted to take 
her revenge. So she cried out, The king's daughter shall in her fifteenth year be wounded by a spindle and fall down dead. With that, she left in a jealous huff. The twelfth of the friendly fairies, who had not yet given her gift, came forward and said that the evil wish must be fulfilled, but that she could soften its mischief. So her gift was that the king's daughter, when the spindle wounded her, should not really die, but should only fall asleep for a hundred years. Still, the king hoped to save his dear child from the curse. So he ordered that all the spindles in the kingdom be rounded up and burnt. Years passed, and all the gifts of the first eleven fairies were fulfilled, for the princess was so beautiful and well-behaved and good and wise that everyone who knew her loved her. On the very day she turned fifteen, the king and queen were not at home, and the princess was left alone in the palace. Briar Rose wandered about by herself, looking into all the rooms and chambers, till at last she came to an old tower, to which there was a narrow staircase ending with a little door. In the door there was a golden key, and when she turned it, the door sprang open, and there sat an old lady spinning away very busily, humming a tune while Buzz went to the wheel. How prettily that little thing turns round, said the princess, and took the spindle and began to try and spin. But scarcely had she touched it before the fairy's prophecy was fulfilled. The spindle wounded her, and she fell down lifeless on the ground. However, she was not dead, but had only fallen into a deep sleep, and so did everyone in the kingdom. The king and the queen, who had just come home, and all their court fell asleep too. The horses slept in the stables, the dogs dozed off in the court, the pigeons on the housetop, and even the flies slept upon the walls, and thus everything stood still and slept soundly. A large hedge of thorns soon grew round the palace, and every year it became higher and thicker, till at last the old palace was surrounded and hidden, so that not even the roof or the chimneys could be seen. But rumour spread through all the land of the beautiful sleeping Briar Rose. Time and again, several king's sons came and tried to break through the thicket into the palace. This, however, none of them could ever do, for once cut, the thorns and bushes grew back even thicker than before. After many years, there came a king's son 
into that land. And an old man told him the story of the thicket of thorns, how a beautiful palace stood behind it, and how a beautiful princess called Briar Rose lay in it, asleep with all her court. He told, too, of all the many princes who had come before and tried to break through the thicket, but that they had all failed. Despite all this, the young prince decided that he would try to find Briar Rose. As fate would have it, that was the very day the hundred years ended, and as the prince came to the thicket, he saw nothing but beautiful flowering shrubs, through which he went through with ease. At last, he came upon the palace, and there in the court lay the dozing dogs, and the horses were standing sleeping in the stables, and on the roof sat the pigeons fast asleep with their heads under their wings. Still he pressed on, till at last he came to the old tower and opened the door of the little room in which Briar Rose was. There she lay, a sleeping beauty, fast asleep on a couch by the window. She looked so beautiful that he could not take his eyes off her, so he stooped down and gave her a kiss. The moment he kissed her, she opened her eyes and awoke, and smiled upon him. The king and queen too also awoke, as did all the court, stretching as though awakening from a short nap. The horses shook themselves, the dogs jumped up and barked, the pigeons flapped their wings and flew into the fields, even the flies on the walls buzzed again. And so the kingdom rejoiced after their long, long sleep. The prince and Briar Rose were wed soon after, and they lived happily together all their lives long in the land before bedtime. The End Tonight's episode was read by Charmaine Poir and produced by Timo. For more stories just like this, catch us next time in The Land Before Bedtime. The Land Before Bedtime is a production of SPH Radio. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Mm-hmm.